Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. I want to thank you guys for, for, just, for just being here and being ready and receptive for God's word. Um, I want you to pray right now. Uh, I'm just going to ask you to pray for yourself. This is a self prayer. You see, God's word is already powerful. It's already powerful. So the challenge for us is we have to open our hearts up. It's like, it's like a seed being put into soil. The soil is our heart. We have to kind of like turn that soil over so that the seed gets, hits the soil and, and can take root and can, can bring about change, produce fruit, you know. That's what we want. I, I, and and uh, see, I'm, I'm going to be tossing seed out today. I'm going to be giving the word of God. But where it's going to hit is the, the really big important thing. So I want you just to open your heart up right now and ask God to begin to st- just to speak to you, all right? Just, just get into a position of receptivity before God. Come on, just, just pray for yourself. You can just put your hands over your heart. God, I just pray that our hearts will be open and receptive to everything that you're saying to us, God. God, I thank you that your word is like a seed that's going to go into our hearts and change lives. God, I thank you, God, that your word is also like a hammer that shatters away old mindsets and ways of thinking. And I thank you, God, that your word is, is like water to us and it's going to saturate us, God. We thank you, Lord, that you are going to do amazing things in our hearts and lives and we are open and receptive to everything you want to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. You can have a seat. While you're having a seat, grab your Bibles, Bible apps, and open open them up to the uh, Bible book of the, yeah, of course it's in the Bible, the book of Isaiah, all right? Isaiah the prophet is in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, Isaiah 9, 6. While you're finding that, getting your notes out, Man, I tell you what, I love it. Uh, this is, I'm excited because next, uh, next Sunday, by, by the time you guys see me next Sunday, I will be a grandfather. Woo! Woo! Yeah! It's going to be good. I'm going to be a grandfather. I'm going to have, have a grandbaby. It's funny because I was in West Texas seeing my brother. Uh, uh, my, I saw one of my brothers out in West Texas a few weeks ago, and he actually now has a great-grandchild. He's, he's, like, he's older than me, and I was like, definitely, definitely, he's older than me. And, uh, and I was like, dude, I said, I don't even have a grandchild, and you have a great-grandchild? That's two years old. He goes, yeah, I sure am. It's like, yeah, you're old. I was having so much fun with that. Of course, now I'm going to be a grandfather, but I'm, I'm excited about that, excited for, and, and, uh, and Jordan had a, Jordan didn't have a baby, but uh, Jana had a baby. Jordan, you did not have a baby, but, but little Scotty is here in the world. Can't wait to see him and all that. So, but, but, uh, yeah, no, I just love Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm looking forward to the Christmas party tonight. Now, I, I was trying to tell the guys, guys this morning, we meet early, like, at the crack of dawn. No, before the crack of dawn. We're, we're like, up here really early and, 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 and talking and praying. And I said, okay, guys, what do I need to know for tonight? And they just looked at me and said, nothing. You just show up. It's like, what do you mean just show up? So, and that's kind of nerve, that's nerve-wracking for me because I like to be in charge. I like to know what's going on. And they said, no, just show up. Everything's going to be fine. You just show up and have fun. It's like, I just want to show up and have fun? How can I? 
do that. They said, just show up and have fun. So I am trusting. Tonight, I'm going to show up and have fun. And I love it because I'm not going to even be preaching and, and nothing. Nick's not even going to be preaching. So it's going to be a good time. And, and we're going to have a good time tonight. I'm looking forward. Neither Nick is going to be preaching. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, but tonight, Christmas party at 530. I hope you'll be here just to enjoy a nice time of fellowship with us all. And, uh, and here at the end of the service, the, the second part of my sermon is going to be delivered by the children. Oh, yeah. They're going to perform something called the Little Drummer Boy. Oh, yeah. So they'll, they'll be doing that here in just a few minutes. I remember when the, uh, the, the first Little Drummer Boy came out when I was, when I was a kid. It was Claymation, you know. Uh, some of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. I lived for two shows that I had to see every Christmas. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Little Drummer Boy. I mean, I was Rudolph and I was the little drummer boy. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I loved. I love those shows. But uh, I like Christmas. You know, it's a it's, it's beautiful time of the year. Uh, I, I have a neighbor a couple houses down that uh, <laughs> this neighbor went like, ballistic on Christmas decorations. They did it, and it's so fun. It, it's kind of like what I, almost like what I used to do years ago when, when, we, when the kids were a little bit younger. But hey, I'm, I'm telling you, the neighbor's house is like an airport runway. It, it's just like there's moving lights and there's huge inflatables and, and it's just like, da, 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 da. I, I haven't even listened. There may be music playing. I, I, I don't know, but it just makes me smile when I'm coming in late and, and driving up and I was like, there's that house just saying, Merry Christmas. And that's one of the cool things about Christmas is it just screams at you everywhere. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. I love it. It's the celebration of Jesus. It's the season of Noel. We sang about it. Noel. Say Noel. Noel. Yeah, I, I wanted to get a good handle on that word before I started the series that I entitled Noel. So I did my research. I told you a little bit about this last week. Uh, but, but the word Noel started in the Middle Ages in Europe. And the word actually comes from three, it's interesting because it comes from three different languages and means something different in each one of those languages. The three languages are French, English, and Latin. And here's the meaning of Noel in each one of those. Uh, in French, Noel means what? News. News. So they, like, they get the Noel paper, you know. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, they turn on CNN. Or, no, they wouldn't want to do that. Okay, just so... so <laughs> So, uh, so what is the French meaning of Noel? News. Come on. In English, what does it mean? Shouts of joy. And in Latin, it means birth. So those three languages, we get it together, and you're able to put together this meaning. And again, you can, you can use this to impress your friends at your office parties or around the Christmas tree with your family. It's like, well, I know what Noel means, and there's some Noel wrapping paper, and so you can just go ahead and talk about the whole thing. But, uh, but when you put the three words together, you really come up with this, this actually it is the legitimate definition of Noel, and it's this, is that Jesus' birth is good news bringing shouts of joy. There it is. Come on, say it with me. Jesus' birth is good news bringing shouts of joy. So I've made Noel part of my Christmas vocabulary, so I actually go around to people and say Noel. They, they do look at me a little funny, but I don't care. I mean, that's, I've been looked at worse before in, in a lifetime. But, but I know I'm telling them Jesus' birth is good news, bringing shouts of joy. And if they don't know that, they obviously don't go to my church. So that's, you know, how can I help that? So I invite them to church. But, uh, but what I've done here to make it a little more fun for me is during this series of messages, I put together this acronym. Oh, I love acronyms. And, and I try not to to use them very much because I know they, they could be annoying, but 
I, I, I just had to do one for Noel, okay? So, so Noel, we've, we've, uh, we've given the in a meaning, and the meaning for the in is news that transforms, all right? So, so what this means is that there's this infection in the world. It's the infection of sin, and, and God has come to purge us, to cleanse all of that out of our lives, and we have a choice to accept it or not. And if we choose to accept that, then God takes up residence in us. Yeah, yeah. our space becomes his space, and then that means we also get to take residence in heaven with God for eternity, which is kind of a double win for us, all right? So that's the news that transforms. Pretty good, isn't it? The, the O is overcoming power. Say overcoming power. Overcoming power. You know, that was actually when Christmas was introduced to Mary by the angel Gabriel. You know, the angel said, no promise of God is empty of power. I mean, nothing is impossible with God. The angel said, no word from God will ever fail. And guys, that's what it means for our lives as well. Some of you have a word from God. No word from God is going to fail. God's word is powerful. It is an overcoming power, not just a power that, you know, some, some of you, you, you know, you might have power in the engine of your car to get you from one place to the other, but I don't know if that's overcoming power. The overcoming power is what comes from the Holy Spirit. So Jesus' birth brings us good news, makes us shout for joy, and now today we're going to talk about the letter E. I, I know that they're, they're, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there's been suspense going on in our church for this past week. Um, there, there have very likely been wagers going on. Some of you wagering, what is the E going to represent? There have been contests. People have probably put money down on this. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really, really don't even know, but I know that you guys have, have been very concerned about it. And today you're going to get to hear the E. Now, if you don't, next Sunday when we have our Christmas communion service, if, you, if you're here, you're going to get to hear the L. But if, you don't, if you're not here, you're going to be stuck with Noah. And, and it's going to be really weird, so you've got to be here next Sunday, too. But today, the E, you ready for it? It means everything to everyone. Jesus is everything to everyone. Here's the deal. Regardless of what you've done, regardless of where you've come from, your background, your culture, what kind of hang-ups you have, Jesus comes to transform anyone and everyone. That's what Noel is all about. Noel, I love it. He is everything to everyone. Uh, you know, this joy-filled life that God wants to give to us is, is huge. It's really beyond our ability to comprehend. And I think so often we live at a lower level than what's actually provided for us. So today's message is entitled Everything to Everyone, and I encourage you to write that at the top of your notes and jot a few things down because this child that we're talking about is everything we need, everything we desire, and everything we could hope for. How many of you guys like the movie Talladega Nights? Yeah, racing movie, very fun, very fun. I come from a racing family. Some of you guys don't know that, but uh, people in my family love to race cars, Uh, but I don't. I mean, I would, but I don't. I, I preach instead. My wife doesn't want me to, to race cars. But, but um, I, there's this all-time favorite 
part of the movie for me. And when I first saw it on video, I had to rewind and watch the scene over a few times because it's just hilarious. Now, now, some of you who've seen the movie, it's, it's where this, this wonderful dinner is prepared of, of Taco Bell, Domino's Pizza, and KFC. And, 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 and the Will Ferrell character is about to pray and ask for God's blessing over the meal. And, and, and so he prays to baby Jesus. And this causes a lot of interruptions and, you know, constantly you know, people around the table interrupting because then they start talking about which version of Jesus they like. And, and so in addition to praying to the sweet little baby, tiny infant Jesus, they also were like, well, I like the Jesus with the beard. And then, well, I like the teenage Jesus. Well, I like the grown-up Jesus. Another one says, well, I like the Jesus with a tuxedo t-shirt, you know. He's casual and formal at the same time. And, and one of the kids pops up says, well, I like the ninja Jesus who fights off the evil samurai. And that would have been what my boys would have chosen, you know, when they were younger. Uh, And so it says, oh, my Jesus is the Jesus with giant eagle's wings who is the lead singer for Leonard Skinner and has an angel army of of choir singing behind him, you know. I I love it so much. And I I was going to show the video clip in here, but I just couldn't. It's just not wise. So I... I, (laughs) It is. It's not wise. I've done some unwise things in church before and I haven't really gotten in trouble for it. So I put it on my Facebook profile. You guys go over there and take a look at it, you know. Uh, but I love it because everybody gets to see this different texture of Jesus. And, and we kind of all like going after it that way. And, and it is really quite hilarious. But here's the reality. The reality is this, is Jesus is who you need him to be. Yes. And you're going to see today that he's everything to everyone. And, and the thing is, we all need that. Because every one of us, we have personal trials and stresses and pain and uh, Jesus comes in a unique way, um, in a tailored way, so to speak, to bring help and hope. He brings us deliverance and strength. He gives us to it just in all the right areas. Here's the deal. You, you know this. Life is not perfect. Um, in fact, hell has an agenda for your life. And the agenda has been in operation since the moment of conception when you were in the womb. I mean, hell knows there's a new life. And that's why we, again, you know, life is so critical for us. And so hell has an agenda even, even before you're born. So that's why parents, you know, future parents, that's why you, you pray over your children. You pray over your future children. You pray over the baby in the womb. And, and, and that's so, so very important. And, and, and because, because the spiritual warfare really begins there. But Satan's agenda... I'll just tell it to you, for you, for your children, the same for your parents and grandparents. It is to steal, kill, and destroy. And we all feel the effects of it. Um, For some of you, your anxiety this season is making Christmas almost unbearable. For others of you, it could be just like a personal obscurity where you don't even know if anyone even knows you exist. Uh, possibly loneliness is causing you to feel depressed, you feel isolated. That's hell's agenda. It could be the darker days of winter just kind of reflect how you actually feel right now at this time. You just feel dark. Uh, possibly there's just this tormenting confusion that I, I don't even know where I belong 
or how I fit in. Possibly there's this lack of purpose that makes you feel like life isn't even meaningful. You're just here taking up space. Well, well, well I, I want to tell you something. You're going to leave here with some hope today. Yeah. Hope that Jesus is everything to you, no matter who you are, no matter what you're feeling, and no matter how messed up your life is, no matter what your background is, and no matter what your secret private pain is. He sees it, he knows it, and the solution is found in Jesus. And really, I can tell you guys, that's the beauty of the Christmas story, and that's why I embrace it and hold on to it and love it. About 700 years before the birth of Jesus, the prophet Isaiah foretold uh, the coming of Jesus. Now, Isaiah was, was this, this prophet who wrote about this. Now, just a little bit of the validity of God's word. I love it because, because of a long time ago, people said the book of Isaiah comes, gets to so many specifics about the coming of Jesus, it had to have been written afterwards so the Bible was phony. People actually used to say that until they discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls and found the entire book of Isaiah in their word for word the exact same way that we have it today. And they went, oops, uh-oh, I guess it was around before Jesus. And it was, all right? But the prophet Isaiah prophesied this some 700 years before Jesus Christ, and, and, and uh, there, it's really all through the book of Isaiah, but, uh, but there's this one place that we're going to look at today where he was given this beautiful flash. It was, a, it was this vision of prophetic insight where he was shown that this child was going to enter the world, and when that child entered the world, everything was going to shift for everyone. See, God was actually going to alter the, the hope and the future that people could have because they didn't have to have it in themselves anymore. The hope and the future could now rest in this child. So I want us to take a look in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. I want you to see part of this, this prophetic uh, insight that was given to Isaiah. And the cool thing is, is, is this would have been read publicly. Take a look at it, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. He says, for to us a child is born. Now, now hold on here a second. This is kind of interesting because this was written 700 years. It was proclaimed verbally 700 years before Jesus. He's talking in present tense. Just a little bit of a lesson here on how, uh, how the scriptures were written. In, in the Hebrew language, when a, when a prophet was writing or speaking, they always spoke in present tense. They never said out in the future, this or that is going to happen. You'll notice that. It's always present tense. And why is it present tense? It's because they believed, and, and I do believe this as well, that when the prophecy goes out of their mouth, that, that the, those words literally take on meaning, and it's as if it's already happened. Even though it's happening 700 years down the road, it's as if it's already happening. So people would have, gone, would have heard this and go, oh my goodness. And, and they didn't know whether it was going to happen tomorrow, in 10 years, or, or 700 years. Isaiah may have even thought he was going to see this in his lifetime. He probably did. But I love it. Present tense. Look at it. Look at it. Look at what he says. He says, for to us a child is born. And to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. You see the paradox there? God gives him this image of a little baby, a little child. And the government's going to be on his shoulders. Oh, that's Jesus, all right? And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God everlasting father and prince of peace. So this unnamed child who we eventually know was Jesus Christ comes into this world to damage and to defeat hell's onslaught and hell's agenda for your own life before your life started. Now that's the foresight of God. 
And today, today is your day just to take one step closer in your own life to that Christ child and quit trying to make it all work on your own. Quit trying to force your agenda. Your victory is ahead. And you know what? Some of you, today, you're going to get revelation that you need to stop beating yourself up. The story of Christmas, it tells us that Jesus is, first of all, that wonderful counselor. Wonderful counselor. Um, which just means that he clears up confusion. He's going to give you some purpose. Yeah, we all need counselors in our lives, and, but I've never talked to a counselor and saying, you're such a wonderful counselor. I've never done that. But you know what? Jesus, Jesus is a wonderful counselor. So, so here's the deal. Why not activate his power? Call on him to counsel you through the situation that you're walking through because he's here. He's here right now. In fact, some of you will receive counsel from God and it's not even from me. It's from God that's coming to you to clear up murky confusion that's in your life right now. God wants to give you clarity and I'm telling you guys, it's yours for the taking. It's time to break out of this anxiety that you have in your life and you can simply do it through the power of Jesus. I love it because Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 says this beautiful, gives us this beautiful picture of God. It says, for the Lord grants wisdom. It's a grant. How many of you ever received a grant? I, I got a grant when I, was, when I was in college. I got a grant. You know, that's kind of nice. All of a sudden there's money touching and I was like, whoa, I'm going to college. But he grants, that means you don't have to pay, you don't have to pay for it. You don't have to go to school for it. You just get it. But you got to ask for it. He grants wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of, (laughs) look at this, common sense to the honest. Jesus is your wonderful counselor, your all-knowing and your all-understanding source for wisdom. And you can break out of the anxious obscurity that you are in your life and walk out of the dark forest that you feel yourself in because Jesus has arrived to teach you how to live life with meaning and fulfillment. Here's the deal with this wonderful counselor. He gets you more than you get you. So relax. You're with Jesus. You're wonderful counselor. He's also your mighty God. Mighty God. Really, the best way I can put it the, about, about him being a mighty God is this way, is he perseveres with you during your dark days. You know what? Your mighty God is not a weak concept. He's not like something sp- like spirituality. And I tell you, whenever you hear spirituality, I would always just get a little bit of caution. Because I, I, I hear people say that from time to time. Are you talking about Jesus Christ? Then you're not talking about any kind of spirituality I want, you know? But, but, but he's not something weird and obscure. No, he's with you to persevere during your darkest days. And some of you, you're under a scourge of darkness and you know it. Yeah, you're smiling and looking good, but you know the truth. That darkness is there and you, you can't even bust out of that horrible spot that you're in. But your mighty God is here to give you strength and power and courage and perseverance. Psalm 46, I love Psalm 46. I love it all. I'm not going to read it all to you today. But I love Psalm 46, and I was looking at it from the message, and I thought, I've just got to drop this into this message today. Because Psalm 46 is for anyone who's overwhelmed with just dark thoughts. Listen to these words. Come on, get this, get this. God is a safe place to hide ready to help when we need him. We stand fearless at the cliff edge of doom, courageous in sea storm and earthquake, 
before the rush and roar of oceans, the tremors that shift mountains, the Jacob wrestling, God fights for us. God of the angel armies protect us. And that, my friend, is the God that arrived in the form of Jesus Christ at Christmas. He is everything to everyone, Noel. Brings you a shout of joy. You're not stranded. You're not left to your own devices. In fact, the Apostle Paul says it. Also in the message version, he says in Philippians 4.13, he says, whatever I am and wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who, who makes me who I am. In other words, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. How many of you ever done any nighttime hiking on an unfamiliar place, in an unfamiliar place? I, I've done that a few times. And uh, it's probably my least favorite type of hiking to do, especially like when you're, like when I was with my boys on a, on a cliff in the middle of the Grand Canyon and, and you're like, okay, one wrong step and goodbye. It was nice to know you. I still love you and everything, but see you in heaven. I mean, that's, that's kind of the way it was. I'm sorry, sweetheart, but that's real. But uh, <laughs> you can't see anything in front of you except just the path that's right there. I mean, it's just like, I, I, I don't know what's out here. All I can do is just kind of see, oh, I'll take a step here. But, but some of you, right now, your life is like night hiking. And you know you can't make it on your own. You're in the dark. You're in a dark place. But I want to let you know, your mighty God is here to protect you, to lead you, and to take you out of there. This little child that came into the world, he is there for you. And not only is he a mighty God, he is an everlasting father, which means he eliminates obscurity and loneliness. I mean, let's just haul off and say Noel, you know? <laughs> Noel. He, he, he's a, get this, he's a perfect father. And he's not the kind of father who abandons you. He doesn't ignore you. He doesn't walk out on you and leave you hanging. He is an everlasting father. He's not going away. He's not an absent father. He's not a mysterious father. He's not a father in name. He is an everlasting father. Father, so the obscurity that you've lived in and the loneliness that you've struggled with and some of you from feeling fatherless and and broken in your lives, you can accept the grace of the everlasting Father. Let him be your identity. Some of you say, well, you know what? I don't even have an inheritance from my father. Yeah, you do. You've got the everlasting Father. Honey, baby, you've got an inheritance in heaven that is better than anything you could ever imagine. And I think that's the first time I've ever said honey baby ever in preaching. <laughs> that's what you get for being in the later service, you know. And G- Jesus said this. He says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. He's going to go before you. He's going to be with you. And he's going to, ha- he's a good father for his sons and his daughters, guys. And get this in your spirit. God is for you. God. Get it, get it, get get this. God is for you. Oh, there's another way to say it too. God is for you. He is. He he is for you. 
that's, that's present tense, you know? He is for you. Not, you know, not was for you or not will be for you. He is for you. And there's another way to say it too. God is for you. In other words, he's not against you. He's not looking for something, a way to beat you up and beat you down. No, God is for you. He's cheering you on. He's right there with you. And God is for, God is for you. That's another way to say it. Four ways to say that. God is for you. 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 It's like, yeah, you're pointing at them. No, okay, no. You just need to flip, flip it around. God is for me. You just need to say God is for me. Let me say it. Okay, God is for me. God is for me. Some of you couldn't say it because, well, I'm being embarrassed. Say it. Come on. Say God is for me. Say it. God is for me. Come on, say it again. God is for me. Absolutely. And if you're lonely, Scripture says God sets the lonely in families, and that's what the church is about. That's the power of the everlasting Father who is everything to everyone. And, and he's also your Prince of Peace. In this crazy world, what he does is he crushes anxiety. Your future, it's in his hands. So stop stressing out this Christmas. You, know, you, you don't have peace because you're trying to fix everything on your own. At the end of Jesus' ministry on this earth, when he had wrapped things up, just before returning to heaven, he, he said to his disciples, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. It's the impartation of peace like we prayed about earlier. His peace, it, 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 it surpasses understanding. You can't figure it out. Don't try to, you can't. But it has the power to guard you, the power to give you hope. It'll give you assurance. His peace will give you restorative sleep and rest. <laughs> I love the commands of God. A lot of times we think of the commands of God as thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. You know, we, we like to think, yeah, those are commands, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But you know what? There are a whole lot more positive commands than anything else in the Bible. Do you want to hear uh, one, of those, one of those commands right now? This is good. This is good. It's found in the New Testament. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Peter, he was pretty close to Jesus, right? Here's what Peter said. Peter, a fisherman who is so accustomed to casting nets, he said, cast your, ang cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That means just, it, it, that anxiety is just bottled up inside you. You just need to take that anxiety and cast it on him. Why? Because he cares about you. Breathe deep. Just exhale and trust. That's why Jesus came into the world. That's what we're celebrating, Noel. Stop. Stop saying you're not good enough for God. If you take anything out of today, stop saying that. Because his wisdom and his power, his love, his peace, his grace, his compassion, his kindness, his mercy, his strength, it's available to every single one of you. Every, every promise and every blessing and every good and perfect gift, it is for you. I'm telling you guys, the image of the first Christmas is so potent. Think about the contrasts. There was no room for the Son of Man to be born, yet he invited everybody. 
everyone is invited and still is. He was born in this non-sterile stable where there was animal dung. Come on, those of you who understand microbiology, you know what we're talking about. Which just means he's not too good to drop into the middle of your mess. (laughs) He's so good that he wants to. Because that's how he came into the world. And think about who was there. A bunch of animals. And an unwed man and woman. Uneducated, poverty-bound, stinky Jewish shepherds who lived in, out on hillsides. They were the ones that were there. And I love God makes these contrasts. So not only that, he thought he would get some non jews God, God just thought, I'm just going to get some pagans. So he found some, some of these pagan magi who were educated, wealthy, politically powered, and polished. And they showed up as well. <laughs> right there, the nativity. Next time you see a nativity picture, get this. He is everything to everyone. And Jesus is everything to you. Your anxiety and obscurity, your dark days and your loneliness and your confusion and lack of purpose can be crushed through the power of Jesus. And my friend, that's why I'm a Christian. It's all about Noel. It's Jesus' birth. It's good news and it sure does make me shout for joy. I love it. I'd like for there to be no movement right now in this room. Will you please just focus internally because you might be here and you have yet to surrender your life to Jesus. Possibly you're here this morning and you've drifted from God and it's time you know that you need to engage this Jesus that we talk about here. If you want a new beginning, if, if you're ready to move forward and leave the past behind, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to respond. The way we're gonna do this is very simple. You'll just lift your hand and in a second, I'll ask for you to do so, and I'll, I'll see your hand raised that way, and, and I can connect my faith with yours. Today is your day. Now it's time. It is time for you to live. So if you'd like to be included, included in my closing prayer, make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, when I count to three, lift your hand up so that I can see it. And then we're going to pray and eternity will be altered in this room. Will you do so? One, two, three. Lift your hand for me so I can see it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Put your hands down. If you lifted your hand, I want you to pray these words. Just hear these words. Pray and meet them from the bottom of your heart. Congregation of believers, I want you to pray this also as an encouragement to these who are giving their life to Christ right now. Should pray this, and let's just let this room just be filled with a, a, a prayer. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the son of God. Please forgive my sins, because it's time for me to live. I give up my past, and I embrace the future that you have for me. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, 
for being everything to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.